Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. For several years, I have been a member of the Sons of Liberty Riders. This past weekend was our third annual Benghazi Memorial Ride a day of remembrance and grace for Christopher Stevens, Sean Smith, Glenn Doherty, and Tyrone Woods, whose lives were lost in Benghazi, Libya, on September 11, 2012. About 30 riders assembled at Veterans Park in Columbus, North Carolina, on the morning of Saturday, September 12th. The lead vehicle was a pickup truck with a large American flag in its bed. The ride was escorted by county deputy sheriffs. Most of the bikes carried American flags and flags commemorating patriotic groups such as Oath Keepers and military causes such as remembering POW, MIAs, and the Benghazi victims. The cavalcade left Columbus, North Carolina about 10.15 a.m. for the 35-mile ride to the Harley-Davidson dealership in Spartanburg, South Carolina. As we traveled on those back roads, the most remarkable thing happened. All vehicles traveling in the opposite direction pulled to the side of the road and stopped as we passed by. Occupants of the vehicles and residents of homes and farms and businesses along the route stood, blew their horns, and waved to honor the victims of terrorist attacks. It was an incredible outpouring of respect and gratitude to the men and women in uniform who risk their lives every day so that we may have the freedoms here at home. When we arrived at the event in Spartanburg, we were greeted by several hundred men and women who had gathered to listen to speeches and prayers, all to honor the Benghazi victims and their families, who are still waiting for answers to their questions about what happened four years ago in Benghazi, Libya. Ambassador Christopher Stevens, Sean Smith, Glenn Doherty, and Tyrone Woods. Four names burned forever into America's memories. The inspiration for the event is the tragedy that occurred on September 11, 
2012 in Benghazi, Libya, when the U.S. mission was attacked and overrun by Libyan rebels. That attack resulted in the tragic deaths of four Americans, Ambassador Christopher Stevens, Sean Smith, Glenn Doherty, and Tyrone Woods. The Sons of Liberty Riders, North Carolina Director Dick Shaughnessy, underscores the gravity of the event. Our program focuses on the travesty of Benghazi and the events that followed. It's a time to remember the brave men who sacrificed their lives in service of their country, and a time to reflect on the betrayal that will forever define the government's response to the deadly events on the evening of September 11th, 2012. What are some of these unanswered questions? Well, by 2011, Gaddafi was a fourth-tier dictator and was actually jailing members of al-Qaeda. Libya was actually prospering as a country. He was no major threat to America. So here are the questions. Why did President Obama and our NATO allies decide it was time to institute an illegal military action in Libya without congressional approval? What was the national security crisis facing America from Libya that made it necessary for us to instigate and participate in this illegal regime change in Libya? Why was there such a lack of security at the U.S. diplomatic outpost in Benghazi on September 11th, 2011? Why did Hillary Clinton actually reduce the amount of security? Why was no military aid sent and who gave the stand-down order? What did Mrs. Clinton discuss with President Obama the night of the attack? The tragic and unnecessary loss of lives of these four Americans in Benghazi is a symbol of the federal government in America today that by its words and actions believes that certain lives matter more than others. The Benghazi victims are a symbol of a federal government whose policies are a source of hatred, division, and mistrust among those who should be brothers and sisters in freedom. I was honored to have been chosen to be one of the speakers on this program and will broadcast my speech on a subsequent date. I am presenting now for your enlightenment the speech given by Josh Kimbrell, conservative radio talk show host on Christian 660 AM talk radio out of Greenville, South Carolina. Let me start off by saying how encouraged I am to see so many Christian ministry groups here today. Whether that's Bikers for Christ or uh, Hellfighters, we've got the Patriot Guard, so many good patriotic Christian groups who are here. And the reason I think that's important is because we're in a battle for this country's soul, and it's a battle for truth. And I'm a big believer, I'm not a theologian, but I am a believer in Christ. And I do believe in the notion of the scriptures where it says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I think it stands to reason where the spirit of the Lord isn't, there is tyranny. And where the truth reigns, freedom reigns. And where lies prevail, tyranny prevails. And we're here today because we have a problem with truth in this country around a number of issues. 
not the least of which being what happened three years ago on September the 11th, 2012. So let's go back in history just a little bit. Because there's a history. Throughout the history of the world where people or governments lie to their people and there are negative consequences. How many of you have read about Poland during communist occupation? Because that began at the end of World War II when Joseph Stalin decided to annex parts of eastern Poland. And they set up a puppet government that reigned until 1989 with the fall of the Soviet Union and the election of a pro-Western democratic leader. And throughout that time of communist occupation, whatever the government said was true. Truth was not an objective thing. It was whatever the government said was true had to be true. You could be put in mortal danger for disagreeing with the governing authorities. It was actually a, a, a near mortal danger to say that two plus two equals four. Do I need to stand back here? We having some we're having some issues. All right. So when the communists took over Poland, when the communists dropped the Iron Curtain across Eastern Europe, they told people, well, government is the key to your prosperity. They told people that you don't need to believe in a higher power. There is no God because the government is your God. If you're familiar with the history of communism in the Soviet Union and in Eastern Europe, they actually got rid of Christmas because it was too closely tied to the idea of a savior and a God who saves us from ourselves. And they established Father Snow as a figure for the Christmas holidays. They secularized their country and they socialized it. And they promised people, if you follow our prescriptions, you will live in prosperity. And we all know the results of communism. 50 million plus people died as a result of the totalitarian ideology that pushed God from public and said that the government was the solution to our lives. Now, there's a reason why I'm doing this parallel. Because in the 70s, the people of Poland had had enough. They said, we're tired of the government prescriptions. We're tired of being told what's true. We're tired of you telling us what we can believe and not believe. And so they did a simple act of defiance. They put in their windows a sticker that said two plus two equals four. Now, most people don't think that saying that two plus two equals four is a revolutionary concept. But when a country is so controlled and brainwashed by the leaders who want to oppress the individuals, saying that two plus two equals four in defiance of a government commissar is an act of revolution. And that's what they did. Because the lies that prevailed in Eastern Europe through the Iron Curtain cost the lives of 50 million people. I'm here to tell you today that I believe the lies that our government has told us led to the death of four Americans in Benghazi, Libya yeah. in September yeah. of 2012. Because this administration, this administration is unwilling to call evil, evil. There is a, in the left, in the, in the mindset of the left in this country, there is a prevailing belief that if we just go along to get along, there won't be anybody who wants to go to war with us. 14 years ago yesterday, we had planes fly into the two towers of the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and then brave Americans drove one plane into the ground in the field of Pennsylvania. We were not in Iraq in 2001. We were not in Afghanistan in 2001. The jihadists declared war on America. We did not declare war on them.
And that war continues. The idea that you're going to make peace with homicidal maniacs that want to murder you is, the, is suicidal. It is national suicide. And I believe when this administration took office, they believed that if they just overthrew the dictators like Muammar Gaddafi in Libya and allowed whoever wanted to fill the vacuum to fill the vacuum, that peace would break out all around the world. We saw that the Arab Spring turned into the winter of our discontent because we told the world that the, the forces coming forth in Libya after Gaddafi was overthrown were moderate Muslims who would create a democracy that would be pro-Western in its orientation, that would be good for our national security interests. Has anybody noticed that in the aftermath of Gaddafi's fall and the overrunning of Syria that the situation has gotten a lot worse than it was prior to the Arab Spring? And this goes back to the idea of the official narrative. We have been told that if we go along to get along, that we can have moderate regimes come to power in nations like Libya. I believe that the reason Ambassador Stevens and three other Americans are dead is because our government perpetuated a lie that in Libya a moderate regime was coming to power. We withdrew security forces and we relied on an Islamic jihadist group to protect our embassy. I mean, how many of you have heard of a group called February 17th? These are radical jihadists. We hired them to defend our American ambassador and our personnel in Libya. Obviously, they didn't do a great job because we continued to perpetuate the myth that moderate elements inside Libya were taking power and our government believed its own lie. Just like the governments of Eastern Europe believed the lie of communism, our government believed the lie of a secular progressive agenda that if you go along to get along, peace will break out around the world. It hasn't happened. So the question that I think needs to come to mind for all of us is why has the American administration, why have we not been told the truth to this day? And it's because it doesn't fit the narrative, especially back in 2012, that General Motors was alive, that Bin Laden was dead, and that terrorism was on the run. Friends, I'm here to tell you, sadly, I'm not proud to tell you this, I'm not happy to tell you this, we are in greater danger today than we were on September the 10th, 2001. We made a deal with the devil in Iran that I believe could lead to a nuclear holocaust. We have, as a result of not going in and going after jihadist groups in Libya and Syria in the aftermath of the Arab Spring, we have ISIS now that is more organized than Al-Qaeda ever dreamed of being, and yet we're told things are great, the world's never been any more peaceful than it is today. Does anybody believe that? I believe we're on the verge of World War III as a result of the administration's decisions to coddle. It's a tough word. I believe they've in effect coddled these folks, these jihadist groups. We haven't done anything to go on the offense. We've apologized for America being on the offense. So I guess the reason I brought up the Poland idea of the revolutionary act of saying that two plus two equals four as I think in many ways we're here today to do the same thing. We're going to say something as simple as two plus two equals four. And that is people who want you dead are not going to decide suddenly they don't want you dead. And I believe that the American people need answers as to what happened in Benghazi because what happened in Benghazi was inexorably linked with what happened 14 years ago in New York, Washington, and Pennsylvania. And that is we have been at war 
with radical jihadism since Thomas Jefferson was commander-in-chief. How many Marines are in the audience? The Marine Corps anthem from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Do you know why Tripoli's in that Marine Corps hymn? Because we had to go to war with the Barbary pirates who were attacking American merchants in 1801. Right. The Navy was created. Do you know why they hate us? Because we are a Judeo-Christian country. And we've had our president, our commander-in-chief, went to Egypt and said we were the, one of the world's great Muslim countries. So we're no longer a Christian nation. I'll tell you, as a man who does a daily Christian talk radio program, I don't think we're a theocracy, and neither Tony nor I would advocate for there being a theocracy. But you cannot separate the idea of Christian values from the founding of this country because our Constitution only works if we are a moral and Judeo-Christian Amen. people. The jihadists hated us with Jefferson because we were a Judeo-Christian country. They hate us today because we are liberty's home and defender, and America will be attacked so long as we are freedom's home and defender. And I'll tell you what, I had rather go to war with those who want to kill our people than to appease those that are going to kill us anyways. And it is not a revolutionary act to say that two plus two equals four. We are at war. We're at war on 9-11-01. We were at war on 9-11-2012. And four Americans are dead today because we perpetuated a myth that we can make peace with people who hate us. We hired out our security at our embassy to people who hate us. And the reason we've still never been told the truth, friends, is because if the truth be told, the reason those four Americans are dead is because our administration left them on a field of battle rather than admit that the security situation in that country had deteriorated beyond any saving. So I'd ask you to please continue to be engaged in the battle for truth. Continue to be respectfully engaged in the battle for our country. Right now, we're going to be asking the coming weeks and months, there's going to be a debate over whether or not the United States should take 10 to 20,000 plus, maybe even 10,000 more, refugees from countries like Syria, like Libya. Now, I'll tell you, as a man who believes in Jesus Christ and as a Christian, we ought to be people of compassion. We ought to be people of care. We've allowed a lot of people to come into the country on refugee programs without understanding their background. As a result, this year alone, 11 Somali nationals in Minnesota have tried to join various terrorist groups, including ISIS. The reason we're being asked to take refugees from war-torn countries like Libya and Syria into our country is because our administration allowed those countries to become worse than they were under the dictators we helped overthrow. And I'm convinced that Benghazi happened because we were on the ground aiding and abetting the rebels against Muammar Gaddafi. And I don't have the woman fuzzies about Muammar Gaddafi, but the people we helped and aided were worse than Muammar Gaddafi. And now ISIS controls everything from Aleppo to the outskirts of Baghdad, and we are on the verge of a nuclear holocaust with Iran. Friends, two plus two equals four. Radical jihadism is a threat to America. It is a threat to free peoples across the, across the globe. And it is time for this country and our allies to stand up, call a spade a spade, say that you cannot make peace with people who want you dead, and let's stop negotiating with people who want to wipe us off the face of the earth and instead go on the offense to be sure that 14 years ago is not repeated here on the American homeland. Thank you for your patriotism. 
thank you for the opportunity to be with you. God bless all of you. Keep up the fight for truth, because truth will lead to freedom again in America. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. To hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man I get joy in everything Everything, everything Everything gonna be all right this morning (laughs) 